morning. Welcome to the Expletive Show. I'm your host, Techno. Here with my co-host, Thunder. This is a show where anything goes. Especially your feelings. We are back. Daddy, or sorry, the wrong show. I I, I overslept. I'll be honest. I I was <laughs> asleep um, up till ten oh one. So so uh, yeah, this week has wore me out. Bought the wife a new car a couple days ago, and uh, we knew there were problems because we got it for dirt cheap, and the problems uh, made the car die on the highway on the. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Way back. You're batting so, a thousand, dude. Yeah. So, well, we got AAA, so they towed it. But just the fact that I have my entire family on the shoulder on a highway really stressed me out. <laughs> oh, I imagine so. so. I imagine so. <laughs> so. So, yeah. Uh, welcome to the Expletive Show. That's the right one. Sunday. What, July 12th? July 12th. July 12th. I, I, July just started, so I don't know what the hell's going on here. But I'm still on March 265. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, ever since this whole pandemic thing, it's been the same day over and over, right? Yep. Groundhog Day. Alright. So, my brain is still not working. Well, we'll, uh... <coughs> We're going to discuss today a lot of different topics. Uh, well, what we're most interested in is we were going to start with uh, your vacation to go see your brother. That's right. I just got back from Colorado out there in vicinity of Denver. And uh, I hadn't seen my brother uh, for, uh, probably about five, six years. But over, you know, since I left for the military, probably have only seen him on a few occasions so any chance I get to go out just me and him you know not without like mom and other brother involved which is always that's a whole separate show right there yeah. but I traveled out <laughs> that's, there that's visit my, right there. my brother and uh, because of COVID uh, originally the trip was planned to go to the Denver Comic Con but uh, COVID ruined all of that so we just kind of hung out and uh, one of the things I like to do is I collect vintage uh, heavy metal vinyl records. So he took me down to a couple of record shops. I actually hit like four or five, I think. And I found some good stuff. But the most entertaining part of this was the tents pitched on the road. That was my first actual personal interaction in a way with uh, protests whatever you want to call it i don't even know why they're there other than it looked like seattle to me with the drugs and the and the and the you know the loose ladies and the you know just the trash and crap oh, that's not all over the place that's, it's colorado they're camping 
Oh, it wasn't like that <laughs> prior to somebody getting choked out by the cops. I'll tell you, four of my brothers, like, yep, everything was fine. And then overnight, boom. You know, Ooh. Denver Denver has become quite liberal. There's people. We actually we went to a uh, antique um, a, uh, like a fair, open air market kind of thing. Uh -huh. Ran it. There's a woman who had a Colorado Rockies face mask and a and a and a and a koozie from another team that was from my home state. So huh. I looked at the koozie. And I said, "That's a, that's a weird. <laughs> How does that work?" She goes, "Oh, I'm from that area originally. We're moving back." So me and my brother started talking to her, and the one thing she said was. She goes, yeah, I love living out here. I moved out here about 15 years ago, but it's gotten way too liberal for me, which is what my brother said. And oddly enough, you know, he grew up hugging trees and wanting to screw the man over, <laughs> you know, violating the environment and so on, but has now progressed to kind of more conservative, but I guess. These people here are he's gotten crazy. Older. Yeah, funny how that works out. You know, I don't want anybody living off my damn taxes. Really? That was, makes you non-liberal. How about that? until I made money and now. Yeah, exactly right. It's great when I was a college student, I could smoke pot and grow beer. But now I've got to work. So <laughs> don't get me wrong. I love my brother. He's a lawyer. He, you know, is very rational, very rational. And uh, the lady, you know, she said, "Yep, entirely too liberal." And my brother goes, "Yep, that's the same thing I've got. It's the problem with living in the vicinity of Denver. It's just a liberal enclave." And when you know, after Floyd got uh, was was killed, and then the riots uh, in Seattle and Minneapolis and so on started up, uh, Denver became a uh, I think they even had a couple of incidents in Denver, but there it was, right, right downtown. There's guys, you know. Now, you know, I'm the type of person. Yeah, you know, I was in Toronto, and Toronto is not the socialist mecca they make it out to be. There's homelessness up there. There's guys wandering the streets, and I'm the type of person that seems to attract this like flies the shit. Really, I am. I can walk down the street. Uh, I've been I've been assaulted before, just walking down the street or on a subway just out of the blue whack i seem to attract it so <laughs> well, i'm walking out have you, you know, looked in the mirror i mean come on oh come on dude really <laughs> seriously so i'm trying to avoid people when i see people coming i will wait until they pass by you know or i'll just do what i can do go across the street whatever to avoid them same thing in toronto and or i did that in toronto uh in denver uh couldn't do it they're everywhere <laughs> it's like son of a bitch i can't get away from these people jesus so we just had to kind of go, okay, well, uh, here we go, and just walk down the street and, and avert your eyes, oh, Lord, and just kind of just walk because as soon as you make eye contact. I mean, I was walking down the streets in L.A. one day, and just I was with my then-girlfriend, now wife, and I said, we got to keep our distance from this guy in the distance. He looks drunk, and he's going to stop, and he's going to do a crazy Ivan on us, and <laughs> when he does the crazy <laughs> Ivan, he's going to come after us. I guarantee it. Sure enough, he crazy Ivan to the right, started yelling things in Spanish, and came after us. We went into the uh, L.A. County Courthouse to avoid trouble. We just happened to be right there. So, but yeah, trip to Denver was pretty good for a uh, you know, visit. Pretty good for uh, getting some records. Got to see the Milky Way galaxy. Uh, photographed it up there What's near the Kenosha like? Pass. I, I haven't seen stars in like two years now. Well, I could barely make it out with the naked eye until uh, the, the moon decided to wash everything out. But the photography came back good, so I have yet to process that. Do that. Nice. Shot some infrared, and uh, yeah, it was a, it was a good trip. It was good to get out of out of Florida, but it was hot as balls, man, out there. Christ, it was hot, hotter than here. You know, hotter than here. You just need to go up the mountain a little bit, and that cool off. <laughs> well, that's what we did, you know. But then you got to come back down. Yeah. I come down, and then it feels even hotter. Yeah. <laughs> it's like air conditioning. It just makes 
outside feels so much hotter because I've been in air conditioning all day long and I walk outside and I'm like, oh my god, I'm gonna die. Yep, it was like uh, it was like hitting a uh, you know just a steaming hot washcloth when I got out of the airport. Who? <laughs> anyway. Anyway, there was and a, back. Uh, uh, well, let's let's start with the fun term you just taught me that you learned in Colorado. Um, What's that? And I, I keep messing it up. Upper middle class panhandlers. <laughs> upper middle. Upper middle. That's my brother's term for white people. <laughs> for white people who are protesting, I used it in application to the band formerly known as Lady Antebellum, upper middle class panhandlers. <laughs> it's a loose term where they're begging for attention. They're begging for inclusion, but they don't fit the demographic, and so. Lady A, and oddly enough, Lady A is trying to sue the woman who's actually trademarked the name Lady A. I don't know how that's going to work out. But, yeah, <laughs> upper middle class panhandlers are those who are seeking the attention and in a way benefiting <laughs> from this, but they don't quite fit into it. Any of your kids, the white kids that you see out there that are throwing rocks and getting shot in the face with non-lethal rounds are, are probably upper middle class panhandlers. Well, if if Lady A wins that, I, I will be on the bandwagon to protest that. That's just... Yep. <laughs> let, let the other person have their Lady A name. Weirdos. Keep what you got and stop being retarded. Oh, it's, it's a case of making it about them. Yeah. You know... A lot of these uh, groups, actors, especially actors, actresses, they, they, they tend to make this, find a way to make this about them. You know, so-and-so says this, and then it's, oh, it's a shitstorm of what this person says. Like, we're supposed to care. <laughs> I, I really could give a shit about Lady A, Lady Annabellum, either. I don't care about the the woman who owns it and the, the copyright. I don't care. I never heard of her. Don't like, don't, not, not, a, not, a, not a country music fan. And I don't know what kind of music she has, and funk or soul. I'm not sure. I'm I've never heard right of her. Now. I've she never sings, heard of her. She sings blues. Rolling Stones just did an article on her, which is probably the most famous she's ever been. Probably. Um, however, you I don't know, know. Let, let her have her name. <laughs> yeah, she, no she had it. She's obviously been using it for a while, so give it back. I don't know what's wrong with people today. Um, but. Um, on my end of the uh, uh, Floyd thing, apparently one of my one of my neighbors, um, her cousin works for the police department up there. Mm -hmm. <laughs> we we didn't know this until we were talking with her yesterday, and she said, "You watch. There's a lot that's going to come out in the next few weeks." I'm like. Whoa. <laughs> well, what's the entire scoop? Like, what kind of stuff's going to come out? Well, apparently, according to her, um, her, her cousin sent a video that they have up there of him getting out of jail three days prior to this. So mm -hmm. this whole he cleaned up his act uh, was not a thing. The other bit of info that they said is coming out is that he was in jail for robbing a pregnant woman at gunpoint, pointing the gun at her baby. She was eight months pregnant and robbing her. So that's what got him in jail 
and then he just got out three days prior to this whole situation happening with the uh, <coughs> with the uh, counterfeit money. So there's there's a lot more that they're not telling about Floyd. Now, don't get me wrong, the cop's still an asshole. I mean, there was a lot of things that, that honestly he, <laughs> he did wrong. Um, but that's that's the other side of things is the corruption uh, of the police force there is going to come out as well. So sure. um, there's uh, a lot of people in that police force who are kind of excited that, that the corruption is going to come out so that they can get it fixed. But they're also, they've been scared to do anything about it because the corruption is so bad. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, there's there's things coming out on both sides that's going to come soon. And that's that's the inside scoop of, of this whole situation is there's, there's apparently a lot more going on in that town uh, than we who are not part of that town know about. So I, it, it reminds me of uh, my college town. I, I went to college in a small town, Pittsburgh, Kansas. And if you were not from Pittsburgh, if you were a student, the whole reason Pittsburgh existed so big was because of the college. But none of the locals liked the students. They, they felt we were just coming there, throwing parties and, and leaving, which she is college students, she pretty much are. Mm -hmm. So the, the police would have especially uh, fun with everybody who's non-local, which you could know everybody who's local, they like six, seven people there, <laughs> right? <laughs> Everyone else who's not those six, seven people who grew up there who know the police by name are college students, so pull them over, mess with them, stuff like that. But um, that's what this town is sounding like. It's it's sounding like maybe it's a, a smaller town than we know, and uh, there's a lot more corruption uh, than we know. Um, however, they're also trying to make a hero out of a criminal. So I don't know where to go with that. That's, that's yeah. We did talk about this. That was one of the first things we discussed when we opened the show up. Was uh, the, as um, Candace Owens puts it, uh, from whomever she reads, um, that the uh, black culture, part of the culture is to uh, martyr or to worship in a way, I guess. What's the word? Venerate, I suppose. The, what she calls the lowest denominator, meaning the the worst the worst quality of person they have in their group. That's their, where they find their heroes. They find their heroes in, in criminals and pimps and, and you know, uh, crooks. And they throw their support behind that behavior. They use that, you know, no one wants to, no one wants to say anything about ABC News, you know, MSNBC, none of these major liberal media outlets want to talk about the negative side of the individual. They just want to talk about the facts, what they call the facts of the event, okay? Nobody wants to address the fact that Floyd had dope on him, and you can see it in the video when he tosses the bag behind his back during his arrest. Yeah. Nobody wants to talk about what you're talking about with the likelihood of uh, being in jail or having um, held a gun at a, a pregnant woman at gunpoint. Allegedly. Uh, they don't, they don't want to discuss that. 
But yeah. if anyone else does discuss it, they're the racist. Oh, you're racist because you're talking about this stuff. But, however, <laughs> this guy's a career criminal. There's a article I read uh, just the other day, uh, I believe. I'm not sure which state it was in. I want to say Florida, but I'm not sure which state it was in, in which three cops were trying to arrest an individual at an outdoor gathering or somewhere outdoors. Okay. And um, in the process of the arrest, um, the uh, suspect who's being arrested had a friend um, that was there. Everybody's, you know, suspect and friend are black. Um, I'm not sure what the race um, is of the th of three cops, two to three cops. Pretty sure it was three. Um, nevertheless, um, the friend, as the suspect who is wanted on warrants, uh, I think drug-related, um, is being arrested, not resisting, cops cuffing him and stuffing him. The friend says to the cop in his, you know, street lingo manner, um, you know, I can't let you take him, dog, or I can't you take my bro, dog, or something to that effect, and pulls a gun, points it at the head of the arresting officer, chest camera footage, or whatever footage they collected shows shooting kills the friend dead boom what happens everybody goes fucking ape shit protests you know tantamount to rioting defund the police you know that's that's the knee-jerk watchword now is as soon as something happens defund the cops got to take their money away and shut them down these Marxists want no police probably so they can establish their own you know police force who knows but in any event shot the guy dead everything erupts and then the sheriff comes out and goes effectively fuck you assholes watch the footage this is what occurred guy pulls a gun cops weren't doing anything other than arresting the guy that they had a warrant to arrest and this guy pulls a gun completely wrong pulls a gun on a cop you're gonna get shot. You're gonna get fucking shot. Pull a gun on a cop, you will get shot. Yep. I've been told, even in my own home, uh, when I and when I lived in uh, other other states that are uh, more dangerous than the current one, <laughs> that uh, you know, cop comes to the door. Don't fucking have a gun in your hand, even if you called the cops <laughs> to come to your house and you have your guns out. Don't have a gun in your hand. You're gonna get dropped. That's that's it. So no. Speaking of which, I got a story for that. <laughs> same town, same town you're 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 living in right now. <laughs> um, I was uh, <laughs> I was using the restroom, and of course I have uh, guns ready just in case. And uh, <laughs> there's a knock at the door, and it's like. 10 o'clock at night, which my family, we all go to bed at like, well, the rest of them go to bed at like 7 or 8. So I'm like, what the heck? Our, all our lights are out. It's obvious that nobody's up in the house, and there's banging on the door. So I grab, <laughs> I grab my pistol, and I crack the door open, <laughs> it's a policeman. Oh, wonderful. <laughs> so I, I immediately uh, I said, hold on, sir. <laughs> Tossed the gun into the bathroom. Uh-huh. <laughs> Closed the bathroom door and I opened it again. I'm like, excuse me, what's going on? He's like, did you call us? I'm like, no. <laughs> if only you knew. No, no, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, at that point, it's it's get that gun away from me because that that guy is not a threat. He's 
he's a protective service and and having that gun anywhere pointed around him is a wrong answer but uh, I, I, I didn't call him I didn't know it turns out it was the guy across the street from us across the parking lot really because we lived in one of those uh, housing that uh, uh, there's a it's, it's a shared housing area so um, the guy across the street called him because there was a drunk man that just got out of a party next door and he was stumbling all over himself and saying inappropriate things around children mm -hmm. and, which I don't well, personally I don't agree with your children being out that late at night <laughs> but, but he was he was trying to find his keys to his truck and he couldn't find them apparently his his buddy took the keys because he was too drunk to drive and that guy was still trying to get somewhere so the cops came and they they talked to him and they ended up giving him a ride somewhere and towing his car but um yeah <laughs> surprise i was mm -hmm. not expecting that <laughs> do you call us no 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 i did not and i'm sorry <laughs> gave me a second <laughs> but uh, yeah it could happen to anyone I mean especially in, in a neighborhood like that where all the houses are right next to each other um, it's just it's it's as a policeman it's got to be hard to find the right address at least as like a pizza delivery man you're going to the same neighborhoods and and you can understand your your regular customers um, as a cop, you've got your regular customers, and then you have the emergency calls, which are probably places you don't go a lot. So um, it can't be hard to, it can, it, especially with GPSs, if you're not updated all the time, it's hard to find your way around. I used to deliver drive, so I know it's a pain in the rear, especially going to like an apartment complex uh -huh. and trying to figure out which building this customer's in. <laughs> so I give it to the cops. It can get confusing when you're trying to find a specific location uh, out of the entire city even if you have the the number and the, the street name it it's it can be difficult and especially um, you know businesses who are different suites apartments who are different building numbers they all the same address I mean it's uh, at nighttime especially if it's raining forget it it's it's dang near impossible to find the the one you're looking for so I, I, I can't really get upset at cops knocking on wrong doors simply because I, I know from experience how difficult it is to identify the right one um, when you're going in there not familiar with the neighborhood. Mm -hmm. but, <laughs> yeah. My wife was asking me this morning, last night, and uh, first of all, I'll say my, my wife likes to see the positive in everyone which is really hard in this time so she's having a difficult time the problem then becomes that when she can't see the positive in everyone but she's trying she tries to understand them and I've told her several times in life that well you're not an asshole so you're not going to understand being an asshole because it doesn't make logical sense. Sometimes you're just an asshole because that's that's what you want. 
or that's who you are, or you have selfish reasons. And so she's trying to figure out this whole racist thing. The same neighbor who, who has a cousin in the same town <laughs> that uh, Floyd was, <coughs> well, she's, she's an older lady. She's, she's in her probably 70s. Um, and she was at Walmart the other day just and she hates she she doesn't go out of the house with this whole COVID thing because she doesn't want to her her husband is is pretty vulnerable to to diseases so she doesn't sure. want to go out of the house at all so she only does it when she has to she goes to Walmart and apparently her and she said the lady in front of her who was even older than her probably eighty some big black woman came up to them they're white by the way mm -hmm. came up to them and told them they better get on their knees and pray uh, for her forgiveness and she said excuse me she said that's right you you old broads better get on your knees and pray for my forgiveness and she was furious she's she's so bad that she she had to, her and her husband left for a couple of days just to get out of town and, and relax for a little bit. It got her so worked up. And now her husband has a uh, loaded shotgun at the door for her just in case. Mm -hmm. But <clears throat> my wife uh, heard the story yesterday and, and she was asking me, <laughs> and she's genuine. She's like, if we're concerned about racism, why aren't we focused on all racism? She said, there's, there's people who don't like people who are Muslim. There's people who don't like people who are black. There's people who don't like the Chinese. There's people who don't like uh, the Mexicans. I mean, why, don't, why is it just black racism? And I looked because at her and I told her, honestly, babe, I don't have an answer for you. Because anything I say, you won't understand because you look for the good. She she's genuinely hates nobody. Um, if, if you're on her bad side, you're a really horrible person who just did something to her. But she, she, there is no answer I could give my wife for that that would make sense. Um, there, there's just none. She's genuinely wanting to know why aren't we helping everyone why does it just have to be about one race when the topic is racism? Well, the only thing I can offer is speculative at best. But I would point back to who is not in charge of the country right now. Who is not <laughs> Democrat, right? Yep. And your Democrat, liberal, influenced, if not led and run media, reports on blacks on black racism only. They represent probably the largest minority class of voters out there. The most that can be quite easily influenced aside from upper middle class panhandlers or panhandlers are also easily influenced. But from a demographic perspective, middle, um, blacks in general, large voting population needs to be influenced by the Democrats in order to get themselves back into office. Simple. That's what it comes down to. We're not. We don't give a shit about Mexicans right now. We don't give a shit about Chinese, other than the CCP. I mean, but we don't care about really Chinese uh, or even better the um, the Hmong, 
and other Asian races that are less talked about but are also uh, uh, treated very poorly in certain cities. Mm -hmm. um, you know, uh, those of Vietnamese descent, those of uh, Korean descent. Okay, all that, that the, the group of Asians. If Asians were, if it was an Asian guy that was choked out and killed, and the Asians were rioting, then this would probably, probably be as important. But I doubt it. I doubt it because it's black. It just it's easier to do black versus white. Okay, especially with the slavery thing, um, all that. So they they magnify that. They report on that, and they make that the thing. No, no one gives. You no, know, your your wife is right. Why do we don't treat it all? Why? Because. Uh, no one gives a shit about the other races as far as voting goes. It's only about the blacks. Okay, and of course, the blacks are the most militant. Especially right now. You see them clearly arming themselves uh, in case of that, uh, that um, group out in Georgia that was, quote, looking for white supremacists by walking up down the street as if you can spot a white supremacist <laughs> by looking at them. I guess if your bald head got a mohawk or dark Doc Martens, that's this discriminating factor? I'm not sure what a white supremacist <laughs> actually looks like. Yet these this group armed with AR platforms um, and uh, bad body armor and all dressed in black with face masks on, walking up and, you know, it was, it was Seattle casual on steroids, dude, walking up and down the streets looking for one asshole was carrying two ARs in the same hand. What are you going to do with that? You're going <laughs> to double your, what? <laughs> you, you Jesus one. Christ. If it jams, so, if it jams you got to uh, back up. Yeah, right, right. I'm going to pull maybe it's, maybe it's a double... Double-barreled A4. Or A4. Nah. <laughs> I was trying to do it. Nevertheless, that's why I think. It's because there's a greater voter population that needs to be influenced. And the more that the Democrats can be shown supporting Black Lives Matter objectives, meaning the terrorist insurgency group Black Lives Matter, not the statement Black Lives Matter, mm -hmm. um, the more that they can be seen supporting those uh, principles, um, if you can call them principles, then the more they're going to get blacks onto their side, which is the biggest, <laughs> the biggest snow job in history. Seeing some of the Democrats are the ones that didn't want to get rid of racism or, the, or slavery in the first place. <laughs> Christ Almighty! The whole did we talk about Dixiecrats? Did we talked about that before? No, we haven't. I thought we had talked about the reason why the Confederate flag made after the Civil War. The Confederate battle flag was effectively done. And it wasn't until the Dixiecrats, which was a group of uh, senators, I believe House and con uh, congressmen, we should say, uh, you know, senators and representatives that were opposed to Truman's desegregation of the military for one thing. But they were completely opposed to Truman um, for his policies, rallied behind the Confederate battle flag as a symbol of their position. These were your southern, generally southern statesmen, Texas. Florida, Georgia, South Carolina, you know, your Civil War states that were opposed to Truman's policies, the Dixiecrats, and they used the Confederate battle, Confederate battle flag as their, as their symbol. So when we talk, when we, I think we talked about heritage and hate uh, in a co couple of shows ago, these idiots running around down here with their, uh, shut up, cell phone, um, these idiots running around here with the heritage not hate thing aren't realizing is that this thing came back into use because you had senators and congressmen who were opposed to desegregation of the military. Don't yeah. give me the heritage not hate argument, goddammit. It was <laughs> fucking about being opposed to blacks integrating into the United States. i got to shut the cell phone off. Incoming I don't want this fishing. crap right now. <laughs>
but shutting it's it cool. off. You can tell everybody that it's a, uh, it's a, it's a what a Star Wars thing. What's that? Your your your, your Star. No, Wars. it's a computer from Enterprise D. Oh yeah, it's my ringtone on my phone. It's when Star Wars. And I Star Trek, dumbass. Oh oh yeah. Yes. Don't push my, my buttons. Bad. Everyone knows Star Wars sucks. <laughs> yeah, and Star Trek so much. Anyway. Better. Back to the point. Racism, it, it, it's the big snow job of the century because, or the two centuries, because the Democrats are opposed to the blacks anyway. They want them on the plantation, and yet the Democrats are the ones trying to tell blacks, we're with you on this one. <laughs> this time, this time we're good. We're Fucking cool, right? kidding me? Cool, right? And yet cool. they're going, yes. So where the, where the majority of blacks live? They live in cities. And what do cities have? They need you require government support to live in a city. You need, you know, there's there's uh, provide utilities, provide housing, whatever it is. Provide, 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 provide. And the Democrats want to do that so they can control population, so they control people, and therefore stay in power. Why would you bite the hand that feeds you? If the government is providing you with things, why would you say fuck the government? I want something else in charge. No, you're going to want that. You're going to want to continue that for your own, you know, perspectives on safety, and security, and basic necessities yeah. but yet you know in outlying areas like around here I mean, you don't necessarily see people in my in this area where i live there's not been other than one homeowner who in my on my street has a black lives matter uh sign out on their house other than that and some very light uh marches in town there's been nothing in this area it could be because there's a fuck ton of guns, <laughs> you know, and any you know violence is going to be met with force. I would guess, but it's sheriffs. also like likely because, you know, likely because that this is a very conservative part of the state, so yeah, they're not going to see it. And given the rural nature of us, we're not dependent upon government. You know, we're not we're not huddled into a big city mass like Minneapolis, like Seattle, like Denver, like Atlanta. And we aren't rich people out here. It's not as if people own, you know, the, the general population owns 30 acres of land. No, there are some shitty parts of this town. Um, but nevertheless, they're still very rooted in the uh, one. Well, I'll be fa I'll be fair and say uh, I will state that we do have clan in the area as well. And I have seen guys with giant swastikas tattooed on their backs. <laughs> rolling around <laughs> usually in broken down pickup trucks and i don't stop to help them it's no. not my perspective no. nevertheless though you know you have all these other factors going on out here which probably contribute to why there hasn't been a big you know big big flare-up but if this area was more incorporated and industrialized like say the neighboring major cities then okay i could see where we have more problems with uh, uprising, possibly. Yeah. Yeah. Well. I don't know. I was uh, <laughs> speaking of Black Lives Matter. I got two things I want to bring up, but I'll I'll bring up the first <laughs> is uh, all right. This this couple. Uh, where were they? In uh. California were, were arrested on a hate crime for painting a, over a Black Lives Matter uh, sign that was painted 
on the city street. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, my argument is that's that's not a hate crime. That's a protest, and it's actually probably the most peaceful protest that's happened in a while. Mm -hmm. But if you're going to, you know, one argument of a friend was, uh, hey, they had a permit to do that. To the, the Black Lives Matter had a permit to paint that on the ground. Mm -hmm. <laughs> First of all, who's who's granting permits right now? Because that's a horrible idea. You're painting over lines that people need to drive. Just saying. Yes. New drivers need those lines. Second of all, who gave them any kind of permission to start tearing down statues and burning cop cars and, and for lack of better terms, shitting on top of cop cars? as well as, as burning down cities and, and businesses. Is this in the so, same city that woman shit on the car? I remember that picture. <laughs> <laughs> she was showing her white privilege. That's yeah, an upper middle class right. panhandler right there, dude. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you well, know you what you're talking about pooping. is the you're talking about the uh, the inherent hypocrisy now that it's okay it's okay for rioters and looters to destroy businesses in which people have permits to operate a business that they've paid for, that they've worked for, and they've vested their own money and time into, okay? Mm -hmm. It's okay for them to destroy that, apparently, as some city mayors have said they're expressing their First Amendment right to be, you know, upset. Right, okay, at the same time destroying fucking private property. But then along comes a couple who, effectively, it's civil disobedience in a way, but... Yeah. She, they're going to go ahead and they're going to go ahead and go. No, fuck that. We're going to go ahead and take that thing out. We don't like that. We're going to paint over that. They're going to face uh, uh, charges. Yeah. Yep. No. Hate that's crime. that's the hypocrisy. Hate crime. Yeah. Hate crime charges. That's the hypocrisy. Yeah. <laughs> you did this because you hate. You're racist. You hate black people. Determined by the state. We, we determine you're racist because you painted over that sign. No, now, a smarter tactic might have been to just paint over the areas that were covering up the yellow lines and repaint the yellow lines. Yeah. You know, that could have been a smarter move and say we're not defacing the we're not defacing this. We're reestablishing the safety margins of the road. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I on on a side note, um, when I was growing up in Kansas, we had a yard that. Uh, I didn't always have gas for the lawnmower, but when I did, Dad made sure I mowed the lawn. <laughs> <laughs> well, so our, in other words, our grass would get really long before it would get cut, and <laughs> there was a construction. Uh, and Can Kansas is construction. I mean, if you've ever been through Kansas, you'll notice more orange, orange things, cones barrels, all kinds of things, more than more than anything. So it's constantly under construction. And under construction at this point was one of the light poles, I believe, in, in, our, in the corner of our yard. And they came through, uh, and, and you know how they, the construction people mark things with paint. They, they marked a yeah. bunch of things by this pole with, with paint, with orange paint. <laughs> <clears throat> it marked up our grass pretty good. I was like, oh well, I'll cut it. So I cut the grass. <laughs> I managed to really make those construction guys angry because <laughs> the next week <laughs> they like.
burnt their markings into the ground. I mean, they, they, they <laughs> took cans of paint and <laughs> made it impossible to unpaint. I was like, wow, that was uncalled for. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I, I might have done it on purpose to mess with them, but I did not expect <laughs> that comeback from the construction company. But... <laughs> I think I think if you're going to destroy a temporary thing, anyways, the the paint on the street is going to get wore out by tires. Mm-hmm. If you're going to destroy something temporary, in protest of what's going on, then yeah, that's that's a protest. It's not a hate crime. They disagree with those people, and that's okay. I disagree with some people, but. If I were to go to my neighbor's house and burn it down, that would be arson. That wouldn't be a protest. There, there's there's a huge line in between these. It's not even a thin line. It's a huge line, and we're failing to see that line. <laughs> you know, um, right? The, there's it somehow these little things that people are doing to say, "Hey, shut up, asshole," become. They're the they're they're the devil, and and yet we have this whole population of people who completely disregard the law and and fuck things up, fuck people's lives up, and mm-hmm. they're like, oh, they're just expressing their anger. Well, you know that ham that family that uh, recall the family that uh, defended their uh, rather palatial residence against the people that trans. Remember they broke down the gate. Uh, they invaded the couple's property, and uh, they noticed these people come and pulled out a what looks to be a Nam era M16 to me, uh, <laughs> and a 380 handgun. Well, they've had that rifle confiscated. The uh, law enforcement or somebody had to come back and take that gun away from that couple, as part of the um, process. Yeah. You know, the, the, what I'm getting to is they want to defund cops. BLM wants cops to fund it. BLM wants. You know, effectively, they want no police. And my my counter argument is, or question is, well, what the fuck are you going to put in place? What are you, what are you going to put in place that's going to be any better than the system we have now? Mm-hmm. Seattle, fifty percent reduction in, in funding for the cops. Well, fuck that place is that's a dying city anyway. We talked about that uh, last show or, or two shows ago. How how much Seattle has fallen apart. Denver is heading that direction. These 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 enclaves of people. These concentrations of people. Are heading down that same that same path, yep. and yet without cops, even fuck, dude. Even all right, this is gonna sound this is gonna sound bad, but even though the I can't even remember his name now, the cop that killed George Floyd killed George Floyd. It was in the process of an arrest because Floyd had done something wrong, yep. or was suspected of doing something wrong, yep. and he did probably have dope on him. Also wrong. Despite the corrupt possible nature of the Minneapolis Police Department or the over-aggressive acts of that cop in particular, nevertheless, the cop was doing what? Upholding the fucking peace in some way, arresting a guy who deserved to be arrested. Yeah. He, he, he didn't go after so, so, so with anything. Say that again? He didn't go after anyone who didn't do anything. Exactly. He wasn't arresting some schmo in a seat and say, hey, black man, hey, black man, come here and let me choke you out. Let me cuff you. You can call for your mama, and I'm going to kill you, yeah. black guy, because I'm a white cop. No. God damn it. 
Somebody called the cops and said, this motherfucker's doing something wrong. Cops come and get him. He resists. He gets choked and he dies while cuffed. Was all that necessary? No, probably not. Didn't need to put the knee on the neck. We've, we've talked about that before. Guy was already, you know, Floyd's already in ground subdued. There isn't a hell of a lot you can do when you get your arms cuffed behind you. Nevertheless, they didn't just pick some guy at random off the street. So my thought is that whatever BLM wants in place will do worse than the most corrupt cops we have now. You will probably see, I mean, you know, in the, in, the, in the dystopian future of America that we are heading towards, you can see bands of militants, mostly blacks or sycophantic whites, going around and just hustling people down. Random killings, just for the hell of it. That's how, that's the downward direction this is going. Yep. Loss of law and order. And I fail to see any. I fail to see anything that they say other than we're going to defund cops and get rid of the police. And then what are you going to put in place? What is what is your plan? They don't have a fucking plan. Why? Because they're idiots. Yeah. <laughs> no plan. They are absolute idiots. We're dealing with the worst people. They're worse than. They're, we're dealing with, as I said earlier, lowest denominator. You got the lowest denominator class of individuals in a demographic who are trying to call the shots. Yeah. Uneducated. Criminals, probably. I mean, let's dig into the police records of these BLM spokesmen. I'd like to know what their record looks like if they've got one. Mm -hmm. I imagine you'll find some arrests and convictions. Sure, some of them have done some college. Big deal. Well, that's actually a perfect transition for what I wanted to talk about next. Was <clears throat> now I, I've worked, I've worked a lot with. Taliban and Afghanistan and and ISIS and all this fun stuff, which is really the same organization except different names. They want to rebrand themselves. It's my opinion, mm -hmm. right? Because this is this is uh, another word for it that was popular amongst my people was uh, uh, not Taliban. It was uh, oh, what was the other one? The Taliban. There's ISIS and there's Al-Qaeda. Al-Qaeda. They call it Al-Qaeda 2.0. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, because what it is, is it, it genuinely, they are masters of a network um, topology when it comes to uh, their, their structure, right? So you could think of them running different cells who all talk to each other occasionally but they're they're given whatever training and whatever direction and and they're placed in different physical locations so just like a network hold on not yet okay. <laughs> <laughs> ladies and gentlemen that's, mrs that's ptsd daddy <laughs> I don't know if you're done. Not yet. <laughs> but anyways, um, so what they do <laughs> in these in these networks is they will go to a location and they will find the people who feel the most uh, oppressed, poor, uh, no health care, stuff like that, and they will start providing it to them to say, look, I'm a decent person. 
Well, then once they got them hooked, then they're like, well, those people are the bad people. So let's let's fight them so that you don't have to deal with being broke anymore. Mm-hmm. And then once they get them fighting them, so they 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 come into these towns. They they fix the problems that the government is lacking on fixing. And these people start relying on them for stuff that the government's not providing. And then they flip the switch on them and go, oh, by the way, um, those people are bad and we need you to go kill them. And if you don't, then you need to pay us back. And if you can't pay us back, then we're going to kill your family. Yeah. Um, it, it, it escalates very quickly to, <laughs> I don't have a choice as, as a person. Mm-hmm. Um, my my choices just became because the government's not going to come here and save me because we've already established that's why these guys are here giving me all this stuff but now I've realized that it's not free stuff they want me to do something and if I don't do something then my wife and children will die mm-hmm. um, so a lot of this tactics reminds me of that in the sense of grabbing some some folks who aren't that well educated, obviously, um, and that's that's my assessment of them. I mean, <laughs> they tore down a, a, the wrong statue the other day. They tore down. Uh, oh, I wish I, my brain is not working. Um, but it was one of the, one of the black guys in history who made a big difference, and they tore it down because it was racist. What? Um, <laughs> So it's not the most educated people. They they feel that they're cheated, and it seems to me that someone's coming in and uh, promising them an opportunity to not feel cheated anymore, and they're taking them up on the offer. Mm-hmm. And it, it just the the whole point of this type of scenario revolves around defunding police, getting government out of there so that they can then provide all the stuff government will provide. So, it seems to me very terrorist tactics are being used. Well, I think a a key difference in in your experience, possibly, because I don't have it, and what we're seeing in the United States is that you are, we're in third and, for lack of a better word, fourth world nations, I suppose, (laughs) with limited infrastructure anyway probably right you know services are limited anyway um here in the united states obviously we have much more infrastructure much more robust capability so i I would be interested to know how let's say your scenario plays out Mm -hmm. i'd be interested to know how these this group is going to compel people to provide services clearly black lives matter is not going to be able to roll in and begin suddenly and they're suddenly going to be smart on how to provide 5g access or they're suddenly going to be smart on how the a city water system works they're suddenly going to be because once you get all those guys out that don't want to do that you either kill them okay or they leave just leave and run away the ones who know how to work all this shit uh, i'd be interested to know how they can provide it. it's like that in the movie or in the book the stand I never read the book, but in the, in the movie, The Stand, uh, power was out in the cities, and they they just suddenly were able to have a couple guys who knew how to turn on the power generation system, and electricity was reestablished, and everything was fine. 
I don't think that's that that's just an unrealistic um, expectation that that BLM, a Marxist group, is going to provide or enable the same level of quality of life that that even the the the, the city dwellers experience now, as shitty as it may be. They have electricity. They have running water. Yeah. They have grocery stores. There's infrastructure. There's support already. You take government out. You take the United States government out of it. You take the cops out of it. You take local government out of it. And you replace it with with armed militants. I, I don't see it. I don't see it working for I very see, long. So I don't see it working. But my point is that they're gonna. You know, unless you guys do something, unless okay, look, we've prov we've provided electricity to you. I don't see you provide. I don't see them providing electricity. I really don't. <laughs> yeah. Well, we've provided uh, infrastructure to you. I don't see these idiots out here being able to do that. So, by comparison, you know, you know what we have in the states is far, probably well and above what what the infrastructure support was necessary by the Taliban to provide. I completely agree. Uh, the problem is Seattle. Did we turn off the power or water? Well, no, they did not. Exactly. So they're they're working under the assumption that once they take over, things are still going to run like they were, except they get to determine the rule, right? And, so, and my point is that those people who do the work currently are not going to be there yeah, to I continue agree. that work. So how would they enable to continue the norm? I don't think that's part of the I don't think that that's that, that's right. <laughs> Honestly, um, defund cops. Think, what are you going to put in place? I think no Seattle's idea. A, a great example of what I was saying: <laughs> complete failure of of everything. But you know, had, had you given, had you opened the baseball stadium or the football stadium for all the locals to go to while these assholes were taking over the neighborhood and turned off all the gas, water, and electricity, that would have been done in a day. There's none of those assholes yes. going to live without internet. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, so I think that was part of Operation Steamroller, was to cut <laughs> power, water, and internet access to Chaz Chop. Exactly. It was. But they're not, they're, they don't think about that, because that's a given. That, I mean, we're in a country where that's assumed you have to have that that it's everywhere right especially um i haven't been to seattle but i heard that that they're they're really the first to have a citywide wi-fi right so just being in the city um you have access to the internet uh, mm -hmm. on on your device so you don't even need a cell phone at that point you just need to be in the city to have internet access so i think the people in that city just assume all these things will still be in place they're just trying to get rid of these other things and then take over and then make laws because they don't understand that there's more to running things than just making laws <laughs> you know you can't say okay i uh uh how he's in charge there because he's got the bigger gun and uh ralph over here uh, he's good at counting so he'll he'll be the uh treasurer <laughs> <laughs> he's got all his fingers yeah. and toes so he's our yeah. treasury <laughs> I mean, he's in charge of the it's, fed it's children <laughs> it reminds me more of the uh, lord of the flies lord of the flies yeah. exactly right piggy's got the conch so yeah. whoever has the conch cell conch or conch i'm never sure on how you pronounce it but whoever has a conch uh gets to talk <laughs>
Yeah. yeah. It yeah. is Lord. I've heard Lord of the Flies being analogized to this several <laughs> times. You're right. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, it's just, it, it's, it's crazy. And then, uh, last thing I had that I wanted to bring up, and, and I might have brought this up already um, on another talk, but um, there's this dude I like watching, Graham Allen. Graham Allen uh, started out when I first saw him. He, he was a YouTube star. Mm -hmm. And he became a star because he was basically in his car having a rant about stupid stuff. And it's so hilarious that he, he, he became popular real quick because mm -hmm. <laughs> he would just he would scream about stupid stuff. And, and it was fun watching and he was humorous while doing it, yet it was something that a lot of people were annoyed with, but no one would say they were annoyed with. Well, then, fast forward, there was a uh, very conservative uh, internet show put out um, that I, I joined because of him uh, for a few months, and then I, I stopped um, quite simply because it, uh, you know, I never watched it. I, it was available on my phone. I, I didn't set it up on the TV, so I never watched it much. Uh, and his stuff was still available on YouTube. Well, then I, I guess they took a different direction, and he, he said, you know what, I'm out. He went home and started, he had to rename his show because they had all the rights to his stuff now. So he's back on his own thing, doing his own thing. Um, Rant Nation used to be the, the name of his show on this other station. But I like him best when he's doing his own thing because he comes out and he's, he's genuine, right? He's not saying things because other people are saying things. He's saying things because it, it genuinely baffles or annoys him. Right. Um, makes him angry. And it, he's just a normal veteran, right? He, he, he served his time and he got out and now all these stupid people and he's going off on. So, fast forward to where I'm going with this. He came out with a video uh, last week after uh, a 4th of July weekend where a bunch of children were killed in shootings that were rampant across the U.S. And he went off on Black Lives Matter because they are not standing up for black lives because all these people, all these children who were killed were black. And they're not raising any ruckus about it because they were killed by black people. They weren't killed by black police officers. They weren't killed by white police officers. But they didn't want it to be in the headlines. So now, where are they, right? So if black lives really matter, why aren't you yelling about this? Aren't you yelling about these, these uh, there's at least two, but I, I want to say three or four children who were killed just going from point A to point B um, during 4th of July celebrations. I mean, it was it's retarded how many people got shot uh, during 4th of July weekend. But Well, it's, it's all pointing back to the hypocrisy of the, of the group, you know? They're, they're, what is, what is the narrative? What, and, and you know, back to my points about government and the media being complicit in this. Yeah. 
Yeah, sure. Okay. What, and I bet the reporting that you got on it came from Fox News, okay, or some or, or Washington Examiner, or the more conservative quote conservative, middle right sort of uh, reporting outlets, as opposed to MSNBC, CNBC, CNN, ABC News, and the fuck stick that comes on goddamn ABC News at night, that dickhead, or the queer in the morning, Stephanopoulos, that dickhead. <laughs> Uh, no, they're not going to talk about that shit because it goes against the narrative that the Democratic Party needs in order to exploit whiteness and, you know, cops, law and order, etc., etc. Yeah. No, so when you got black on black crime, whoa, 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 we can't talk about that. That's not the problem. Black on black, well, that's just going to happen. Yeah, Fuck, dude, I know. I know the stories you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> Kids getting killed. Multiple kids getting killed? No. <laughs> no. You cannot have it both ways. You can't have, you can't get rid of the cops, you know, and you can't sit there and point out all the, you know, crimes that cops commit or things that you perceive cops have done wrong, but not talk about blacks killing each other. And that's what Candace, that's what Candace Owens gets to is that she, she when are we going to fucking straighten our own shit out? We got the worst people in the world in our demographic. Well, I mean, not the worst people in the world. I mean, that's, that's an overreach. But we had the we had, they have bad people in our demographic that we look up to, mm-hmm. meaning them. And yet, shit like that. No one's going to go around and you're going. Okay, uh, let's, let's look at it like this. Would Black Lives Matter make T-shirts of the shooters that killed those kids if the cops killed the shooters? Would they do that? Yeah. Oh, I bet they would. <laughs> because the cop doesn't matter what the shooter did. Yeah, he killed a couple of little black girls. No one gives a fuck about that. What we care about is that some white cop killed this guy. That's why we got to make a T-shirt. That's why we got to protest. Yeah. yeah. It's uh. brain just lost my train of thought there. I was uh, We're talking about the shootings, the kids, and so on. I completely forgot where I was going with this. <laughs> I'm sorry, maybe I derailed it. I don't no, know. No, <laughs> no, you're good. I had it until I coughed, and then I lost it. So it must have came out in that, in that cough. <laughs> <laughs> that's your that's your COVID privilege talking there. I don't have COVID privilege. I have COVID guilt. <laughs> I somehow right. I caused it, but uh, <laughs> pay no attention to the man behind the curtain over in China. <laughs> <laughs> they know what they're doing. They've only had three cases this week. <laughs> But it's it's situations like that where I, I again, when, when my wife asked me why, I don't have an answer for that because there's, there's no good logical answer for why, if you're saying Black Lives Matter, why doesn't this little girl matter, right? Right, yep. Um, you get mad at people like me saying, well, all lives matter. And then guess what? Whether you're an asshole or not, I still treat you like a person. Um, yet you slaughter this girl and don't say anything about it. It's, you know, 
my all lives matter trumps your black lives matter when it when it's relevant or evident that uh, what you say and what you do are two different things. So mm -hmm. actions should speak louder than words, but somehow the media out there is getting words that that spin things so that the actions don't seem what they really are. Right. Agree. And I truly don't understand how somebody could uh, see what's going on, well, no matter what network they watch, see that, hey, this little girl was killed over the weekend for nothing. For They wouldn't even say it was a gang related, was it? What, what, nobody knows. I don't know. I don't right. know why. Yeah. Uh, but ultimately, it was for no reason. Because you know, even if it was gang related, even if it was drug related, this little girl had nothing to do with drugs or gangs, right? <laughs> there's, there's no way. So there's there's no reason being put out. And then the, uh, oh, I had it and then I lost it again. Um, but anyways, these, these kids shouldn't be, be dying, especially not on holiday weekends. There was a, also a video of a, of a dad being gunned down in a crosswalk with his daughter in his hand. So yeah. It's just, you know, these people are doing things because they know that nobody's going to call the cops, and if they do, the cops are scared to do anything because they're going to go to jail if they do anything. Um, or they've been told outright by their government not to interfere with certain actions or don't do certain things. Yeah. Oh, speaking of that... Um, I was asking you the other day about the Oath Keepers. Um, I've looked more into the Oath Keepers, and it's compiled mostly of uh, retired and active uh, police and military who, who uh, their base belief system is uh, protect, uh, defend the Constitution against enemies foreign and domestic. That's the oath that they're focused on. So no matter who the enemy, they want the Constitution to be what it is. Um, well, fun fact is the, the company I, I was working for, I, I tried to access the page out of curiosity, uh, and it's blocked due to controversial uh, uh, opinions. Hmm. I'm like, how... How do they determine what controversial is? Because I've I've read some of their stuff, and it's uh, some people will say that that uh, well they're 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 against government and they want to take over the country. Uh, do you, if you read their stuff, they're like, no, we're pro-government. We just want them to do their jobs. <laughs> yeah, I'll bring up Wikipedia's page. Wikipedia's page says Oath Keepers is an anti-government American far-right organization associated with the militia movement. The group yeah. describes itself as nonpartisan association of current and former military police and first responders who pledge to fulfill the oath that all military and police take in order to defend the Constitution against all enemies for and domestic. Yeah. That's that's what Wikipedia's page says. Yeah. Oh yeah. And and you read it, and it's really about setting up uh, uh, local groups of of people who believe the same thing, who want to run a militia, and not the crazy militia. They, they just want to have people who are, who are ready to go if anything happens, right? The, the original mm -hmm. intent of a militia to protect their area from big government, right? 
right. that is yeah. in militia. Yep. So uh, they're getting thrown in the same realms. I remember the uh, growing up, going to gun shows, uh, there was always the Missouri militia. Missouri militia was always at the gun shows. And my dad would uh, pass them by and, and kind of nudge us along as children. And we're like, why? Why do we keep passing those guys like, like they're sick or something? And he explained to me that you don't want to be part of the Missouri militia because they're on a terrorist watch list type thing, um, mm -hmm. because they're they're kind of the crazies of, of militias. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and so I always remember that, and I always remember, well, Missouri militia is bad. Well, fast forward, I'm in. Uh, my master's degree in the army and one of the guys in there we're, we're talking about gangs right our, our thing is on organized crime uh, worldwide so basically gangs uh, al-qaeda uh, the bloods the crips uh, the ira mm -hmm. all the different gangs that aren't uh, they don't own their own real estate really that they're they're not a, a sovereign entity but they they run rampant. <laughs> uh, one guy said brought up the uh, Missouri militia. <laughs> I chuckled a little bit until I realized that well he was a member of the Missouri militia. I'm like, but you're not crazy, you know. It, it, <laughs> it kind of turned my opinion a little bit because you're hearing uh, his story of what they do and and really they're I mean they're as crazy as any prepper. Right. Um, my opinion of prepping's changed since I joined the army. But uh, yeah, so the the oath keepers are big on on uh, defending the constitution, setting up uh, militia to make sure that the government doesn't overstep their bounds. And uh, they posted an article uh, by General Flynn. I don't know if it wasn't clear. I didn't do enough quote-unquote research or Googling to see if General Flynn wrote that specifically for them or if they clipped it off somewhere and put it on there because it, it made a lot of sense. Um, but I like General Flynn. I met him in person. He's a great guy. And I have a coin from him. But I was reading through what General Flynn said, and I'm like, I completely agree with this guy. But it amazes me how many... How many places out there are criminalizing this group who you don't see in the news every day. You don't see them doing bad things. They're not... I, I, I can't find any articles of them tearing stuff up that's not theirs. I can't find any articles of them doing things that's not legal. So why is this group so bad as opposed to uh, you know... And this is the same with NRA, right? Um... NRA is a bunch of crazies who want guns everywhere. They want children to have guns. But, long story longer. <laughs> Where I'm going with this is, is one, and I believe it was General Flynn's note that made sense. It was, uh, look, a minority of people are setting fire on things. And there's a silent majority because we've got shit to do. But if we don't start speaking up as a as a as a group of hey you know you can't do that and this is crossing the line, 
then it's not they're going to continue pushing that line and crossing that line. So the line is going to continue to move unless people who, who, uh, for lack of better terms, are scared to speak up because of these assholes will burn your building down. So you can't say anything. It's it's they're they're trying to hold the majority prisoner by, by, violence and and threats of violence. Mm-hmm. But ultimately. Uh, one, I've, I'm confident that uh, elections will start reflecting what the majority think. Um, but if, if as, as people, if you disagree with something, but you can't say you disagree with something as a group of people, uh, then you're going to allow those uh, shitheads to take over the conversation and take over what's going on in the news. Uh, for example, Bernie Sanders had <laughs> had a, a uh, debate or something, and uh, they were all excited about how COVID-19 uh, prepped he was. And I posted on the article, because it was a local news station, posted a picture of it. I said, that's great. Look at those three people there. I mean, <laughs> with the right angle, it looks like there's... A lot of people, but there were only three people at this uh, at this uh, debate thing, whatever it was called. And then you you show the Trump rallies on a picture, and it's number numerous people, but they they want you to think that well that that he was COVID. He wasn't thinking of COVID. He's spreading COVID. <laughs> These three people aren't wearing masks. Well, you only had three people at your thing, so stop being jealous, <laughs> right? <laughs> the, the three people who weren't wearing masks uh, almost outnumber the, the entire uh, audience of, of your guy. So, <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> but yeah, I just I I, I really like the idea of, uh, hey, you know, as people who think this is crossing the line, we need to stand up and say this is crossing the line. Otherwise, it's going to keep getting crossed. If nobody stops it, then they're going to keep doing it. I like children. When my child breaks one of my rules, they, they get stopped so that they know not to do that anymore. And I, I feel that these people aren't being stopped and told not to do that anymore. Are you done? Almost. I'm reading. Yeah, yeah. One last thing. I'm reading through, as you're talking, I'm reading through a paragraph on the Oath Keepers website. And this troubles me because I think they might be asserting something that's not true. Okay. Now, you know me. I'm just going to tell you oh, what yeah. I see. Yeah. All right. So they're in their paragraph about Oath Keepers. They have a statement. Oath Keepers is nonpartisan, blah, 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 of military, police, and first responders who pledge to fulfill the oath all military and police take to defend, quote, defend the Constitution against all enemies, foreign and domestic. That is true. We take an oath. We take an oath. That oath in and of itself is not in the Constitution. That's an oath that is written for the military as a way to affirm our loyalty to the United States not to the vis-a-vis participation in military okay that we're saying that we will do these things and we obey the orders of the president and the officers appointed over me so help me deity of choice 
okay? Yep. Their second sentence, that oath mandated, well, you know, it's God, but of course, that's subject to interpretation. That, that oath mandated by Article 6 of the Constitution itself is to the Constitution, not to the politicians and oath keepers declared that they will not obey unconstitutional orders. And the assertion here is that you swore an oath, here's your oath you assert, you swore, therefore, and, and it is true, when we retire from the military, we're not absolved of that oath. Not there's no you know there's no out out processing, yeah. like okay and I now no longer swear or affirm that I will support and defend. However, the implication is that you swear to do these things while you're in the service of the military. Mm -hmm. Those of us on the retired roles are still subject to uniform code of military justice, okay. Yeah. And there has been arguments that veterans ought to be able to salute the flag when they are retired because they did not were not absolved of the oath so they can therefore salute nevertheless aside that public law was changed to say yes you may now salute when you're not in uniform which many do including myself now they're asserting that because of article six you have to still obey that oath and i'm looking at article six i hate to break it to them but the literal writing of Article 6 does not state anything about the military, the police department, or anyone. It, 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 Article 6 pertains to senators and representatives. Mm -hmm. The senators and representatives before mentioned, and then the, uh, the uh, conjunctive, and the members of several state legislatures, which implies state government, mm -hmm. state senate, state representation, and... All executive and judicial officers, cops are not executive nor judicial officers, they're officers of the court. Military is not executive and judicial officers, we are not. Nope. Both of the United States and of the several states, okay, so that says anybody's in an elected position, we're not elected, we're in the military, shall be bound by oath or affirmation to support the Constitution. Those guys, so if you're working for the government, as a senator, representative, or in a or in some sort of legislative law-making role, you have to take an oath. Yep. Okay, to assert that your loyalty is to that effect, that you're making laws for the country. You're not. You're not. Your loyalty is not to France or Britain or, or Germany or any of these other shitbox nations that existed in the 1770s and still do. Um, your your loyalty is the United States government. Is a way I interpret this. Now I'm not a constitutional scholar. Maybe I ought to become one in order to better understand the the actual extent to this and do a little bit more research. But just reading it on face value and looking at this and going, this does not apply. Article six is not. You know, I didn't swear to Article six. I swore loyalty to the president. We swore loyalty to the president, to to support and defend the constitution, support it and defend it. Yes, got it. But I belong to the President of the United States and the officers appointed over me, not to the senators and representatives. Yeah, yeah, because that would—that's not my my oath. <laughs> right, and our oath is right here. So, solemnly swear to affirm, or, or that I will support and defend the Constitution of the United States, support and defend it. I'll bear truth, faith, and allegiance to the same, and that I will obey the orders of the President of the United States and the orders of the officers appointed over me, according to regulation in the UCMJ. To help me, Vishnu. <laughs> I can't take it seriously when you do stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
you have to take me seriously because there's no religious test. That's also in Article 6. There's no religious test. If I say, you know, uh, um, Vishnu or, uh, or Buddha, then you're just going to have to suck it, dude. The cops, military officers oath. Do solemnly swear, I'm sorry, not cops, military officers. The first one was military enlisted. The officer's oath is slightly different. I will support and defend the Constitution of the United States against all enemies, foreign and domestic. That will bear truth, faith, and allegiance to the same. That I will take this obligation freely, without any mental reservation or purpose of evasion. That I will well and faithfully discharge the duties of the office on which I'm about to enter. Interesting. They don't swear loyalty to the president. <laughs> <laughs> what do you know? <laughs> well, there you go. But I should. We should probably cut it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Before the wives. It's been about an hour and a half on this show. Yeah. <laughs> but join us in two weeks. We'll be back to 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 bitch about more stuff that uh, make me angry as a as a uh, logical human being. That I think and I'm he will continue to not take me seriously when I say things <laughs> like that. That's what she said. <laughs> so, <laughs> anyways, signing out and join us in two weeks. <laughs> we will we will have more fun then. All right. <laughs>